and welcome back to FTTV. This is our second part of our best sitcoms ever. Best bloody sitcoms ever. Um, part one, if you've already listened in, you'll know that we were talking mostly about the US uh, and their sitcoms and their take on comedy. Um, but this time we wanted to shake it up a bit and well, we brought it a little bit closer to home. So we're looking at some UK comedies and um, although it wasn't our original decision to split it UK and US, it's just worked it that way, so it's quite nice. But um, listening to this one, guys, and we're going to be looking at um, the best sitcoms ever. I'm, I'm, I'm joined by our everlasting panel um, of Mary Ramage, Sean Ramage, Connor Sweeney, and again, last but not least, it's Truffles. So same, same format, same format as our first parter. Um, we're just going to go around the group, discuss the best sitcoms ever um, from the UK and each person will have a chance to say their piece and then defend their corner towards the end when we discuss as a whole. Um, I'm going to mix up the order this time round and I'm going to start with Sweeney. Hello, how are you doing? Pick? <laughs> My pick is simply the greatest TV show that has ever lived. <laughs> it is one only still game. Um, it's set in it's Craig Lang but it's basically just Glasgow um, and it, this show just simply it just it just it is you know I can't even describe it it's so good, <laughs> it's just so uh, good. The, the, the impact it's had like culturally is just it's, honestly it's, it's just one of the most well written and just oh, brilliant such a good show but anyway um, yeah it surrounds it's Two characters, Jack and Victor, um, who they are basically in this working class community of Craig Lang. <laughs> um, it's pretty much set years after their wives have passed. Um, they're, they're probably, and they're pro- I think they're in their late seventies. The show actually doesn't tell you what age they are, but um, and it, it, it's kind of set around this kind of pub, and there's the shops and stuff like that. Um, and I, it's just. Aye. <laughs> I actually don't know what to say. It's actually you're, that good. Like, you're selling it. But what, what is... So, have you got a favourite character or anything like that? What, what is it that makes it the best? Like, I know it's close to home, obviously, because it's Scottish, so the pattern, it's good, um, which is one thing. But is there anything about it that just seriously sets it above anything else that you can think of, particularly from the UK? I think you can just draw similarities between your own life and your own environment to... To what goes on in the show, mm-hmm. uh, I think especially because um, you know it's a kind of working class Glasgow community. You know, it's the same kind of patter and chat. And I think when you look in the show, you can see people that you know that that are represented in these characters. You know, for instance, like so, you know your Winston's. You know, everyone knows a Tam. You know what I mean? Aye. The kind of corner shop Navid with the you know with the kind of. The, the the Indian accent with the Scottish twang and stuff on it, like uh, everyone knows somebody, you know, like that. And I think everyone knows an um, Eisen. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 absolutely. Um, and it's a show that's it's, it's travelled very well. So I think I, I seen an interview with Robbie Coltrane. He was talking about it, and he was speaking about how he was showing friends in America and down south and stuff like that. And they totally get it as well, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it kind of transcends. You know, cultures. I think because everyone. Knows uh, surprisingly enough, it, it is quite uh, popular in England, uh, and I wouldn't think yeah. it would be. 
I, I would have thought a lot of the jokes just go right over their heads. So I feel like they wouldn't quite get the the whole idea of the show. You know, obviously yeah. it's, two, it's two old guys, um, and obviously the, the name still game is to kind of give off the idea that they're they're still they're still game, um, yeah. and there's just so much humour in it that which is like proper granddad humour. Uh, or like well, proper Glaswegian granddad humour yeah. I think um, and I, I, it was surprising to me that a lot of um, a lot of folk down south do like it um, I don't really know any Americans that watch it or anything but um, as you yeah, said yeah I think Americans it's I think it's quite impressive um, that it has travelled yeah. it's so well travelled um, and you, it you, speaks to the writing and the themes within it if you know what I mean just uh, that whole kind of okay. at that point like your family doesn't really aren't really as close to you at that point because obviously your kids and that went so it is mostly about your pals and getting uh-huh. you through life aye and I, I, I think as well like you know it's 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 the ultimate like it's I mean it's it's got a very good balance of, of being really really funny obviously but it's quite serious in parts and it's you know it, it does acknowledge you know Real aspects of you know like so them kind of accepting the fact that they're you know they're basically the latter stages of their life and they're right. coping with their you know their you know friends dying and stuff like that and you know it does grasp some real issues, um, but yeah it's just it's they've they've just represented amazingly uh, a working life uh, a working class community in Glasgow and. It's just I, I actually I just, I've lost my words to be honest. It's brilliant. It's pretty, <laughs> you I just love everyone, it. <laughs> I, I I everyone I agree that it's like ninety nine percent of everyone's pal is like still game pal. <laughs> aye, aye. You know There's what I mean? So uh, much in it now that aye, it's um, it becomes natural for somebody to say like a line from the show, thinking the that thinking that it's a common too. expression, but really it was coined from you know. Um, from the, the the characters, you know, from the writers. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I think as well, like, because obviously, obviously, from seasons one to six, where they were probably, you know, as I said, the kind of peak seasons. Um, obviously, Ford and Greg Hemphill, they they obviously fell out, and the show for for a number of years was kind of lapsed and it mm-hmm. was, you know it was on Netflix and stuff like that but it wasn't it wasn't ever it was unfinished to, to be honest mm-hmm. um, so I, I think it was good good news when they, they obviously said they were going to create another three seasons uh, I think everyone would be in agreement to say that they were they were just rubbish and they, they weren't they weren't the same um, you know compared to compared to the previous seasons and I think that maybe touches upon a point that was made in the, the last podcast was you know, you know, comedies maybe moved on from when they were originally doing it, and mm-hmm. you know, times have moved on. It was a different time uh, period in which they'd, they'd written and had filmed it. Um, <sighs> but, but I'm, I'm very glad that they, they did, um, they did manage to, to round it off. And, uh, um, and I think, uh, to be honest, uh, as much as as uh, much as I didn't like the new seasons, I thought the final episode was was a great way to to, to round things off. So, mm. so yeah. Did you say you, you didn't really like the seasons at all? The new ones, like the I didn't, I didn't really like them. Like I, I think, like as in you disliked them, or you just didn't really like them as much as the old ones. Yeah, I just didn't like them as much. Yeah, I, I think there was some, some of the stuff was good, but I, I think it just wasn't the same. And 
it was almost it was almost forced, and the stuff they were saying was always becoming like like cliches and catchphrases, and it was just it just seemed very aye. yeah put on almost. Here's, here's the question I have um, because uh-huh. I. Haven't I don't think I've seen all the final season, uh, the final episodes like beginning yeah. to end. But th- is the laugh trap just missing for season seven, and does it come back in seasons eight and nine? So the, the laugh, laugh track, yeah, the laugh track. I, uh, I'm not too sure actually. But um, I think I think that's the biggest thing for me. Like, see if you're bringing a show like that back, and it does have a very specific like format and feel. Like, you can't just then do away with something that was part of its like entire fabric, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like even if times have changed and laugh tracks aren't in style anymore, like still game still needs to feel like still game. You know what I mean in a sense? Yeah, yeah I, I mean in the final season just it, the performances in it just didn't seem natural. Like it was so kind of forceful and as I said before, you know, everything become kind of cliches of itself. It was just I don't know, but I suppose, but I, I would rather they, I'd rather they, um, that they did, um, you know, bring it to a close rather than it being open ended. Um, but they, I think they, I think it was three seasons they got out of it, um, and that was in conjunction, you know, with um, you know the live shows and stuff that they were doing at the Hydro, of course, yeah. um, which which sold out fantastically well. I think they done something like twenty shows or something like that. They did a really good run. Um, I think they had done. Was it three different live shows? I think over three years or something. Over three years, I think they did. Yeah, um, which were you know were okay. You know what I mean? Like they were quite good. I went to go see them. They were good. So, um, but yeah, it's, as I said, those kind of season one to season six were just you know that uh, was sitcom history. If you like, you know, they will stand the test of time and. Uh, I think everyone's got a copy of Still Game, I think, mm-hmm. you know, in their, their house somewhere. So, no, uh, it, it was a great show, and I, and I mean, I think June the Fat goes a bit underrated now um, because yeah, of, of because of what Still Game went on to do. Um, but you know, we were first introduced to these characters and um, and June the Fat, and just some of the pattern in June the Fat is just hilarious, like ridiculous. <laughs> and as you said, the, sa- the same same goes with, with Still Game that. This pattern was some was really really fresh at the time, and it's now used to this day. Like some of the pattern featuring the fat, like the cheese baguette stuff, and all that. Like it, it, it's all it's became part of you know culture. Uh, it's become part of culture and what we say, and, and yeah. the, the, even just the type of language. It's even even though that's how people speak uh, in Glasgow, but it, it was more just the the actual use of certain language, like certain language and the use of certain phrases. Really. So, yeah, aye, exactly, yeah. exactly. I think it was it was misrepresented uh, up until that point. So to get like a really, really, um, as you said, Sweeney, it, it's also quite serious at points, um, uh-huh. and it's particularly I think in the the latter seasons, the, the newer ones. I think they tried to make it a wee bit more serious um, because mm-hmm. of obviously the, they were wanting to give it a bit of closure and have you know, things going wrong that would maybe see an end to the show, uh, you know, like an actual conclusive end. So it made sense yeah. that it was going to be a bit more serious than that. But, um, you know, Truffle spoke to Jane McCarry um, about the, the hiatus that they took and, and then getting everyone back on board and how, how great it was for everyone to be back together. And um, David, you, you can, 
you know, well, chip yes. in. Uh, you uh, chip my, in. My, close, my close personal friend, uh, Jane McCarry and I, <laughs> uh, had a lovely conversation about that. Uh, you'll hear that the irony is we're starting with Still Game and you'll hear Jane McCarry at the start of this episode introducing FDTV. There you go. Um, but I, like, they always felt when the series ended the, the first time round that there was more to do you know what I mean and they always said that and mm-hmm. she said like it, it was sad like their final days being on set together like which as mm-hmm. with all the shows we've discussed in the previous episode and this and um, if you're making uh, a series for so long with people who you do genuinely grow to consider your friends and stuff like that it is going to be difficult uh, when the last days come and I think um, the final scene in uh, Still Game uh, where the implication is that they've all just aged and died off and they fade away, uh, almost Thanos-like, uh, <laughs> uh, from, from the scenes of Craig Lang, are, are really emotional. And we go to uh, Bobby, and it's clear that he's aged a lot as well. Um, and I just think that's a, it's a really sweet ending for the show. It's really nice, because like, it's one of the funniest shows on telly. Uh, Sweeney can't go two sentences without quoting it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apart from that, like they did a really, really good job of tying it up in like a pure sort of um, a poignant way. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think you know, it's, as, as I said before, you know, it's a kind of close to home <laughs> show. Um, you know, you, you can see people in your life. You, you look to and go, yeah, he's a Tam. You know, he's he's a Winston and mm-hmm. Iser or whatnot. Uh, but and, you know, in terms of Jack and Victor, um, I, I, I seen an interview and uh, people were talking about them, and they basically said that and I thought this was absolutely true. Was that they're kind of classic double act? You know, kind of up there with kind of your your Mokum and Wises, etc. Yeah, so they're they're in that kind of bracket. So, but it just yeah, it, it will stand the test of time, and it's the greatest show of all time. <laughs> no, it's it truly is a great pick, uh, and I'm glad you said that. I, we we here at FTTV value still game very highly. You know, we, <laughs> we were very very pleased to get Jane McCarry on, and and hopefully we can speak to some other members of the cast in the future. Um, which we will be trying to do, but what we are planning to do is actually talk about the new, the newest season, the latest season, should I say, um, of Still Game, and I, I would like to review that with you folks um, at some point. So we're going to set that up in the future. Um, and Sweeney, you've made it quite clear that you weren't a big fan, really, of it. Um, the end of it, yeah. But um, yeah. you know, we'll get, we'll certainly get into that, and we'll talk about what maybe, what maybe it lacked. Um, to, to make it reach the heights that it did reach in first and se- uh, first of the sixth season, um, and I suppose it was such a, a different style as well um, as as you were saying, David, with the the laugh tracking and um, just mm. the, the the camera quality, all that. You know, it really did. It didn't feel like still game. Uh, mm-hmm. There was certain elements to it, but we will we will come to that eventually. Well, let's move on um, to Sean. You can give us your UK pick. So my pick from the UK is the thick of it, yes. which Look at is this. <laughs> which is a political satire, kind of focused around about the UK government running from two thousand and five to two thousand and twelve. So that kind of caught the end of the long-running Labour governments and then into the coalition Conservative Lib Dem government. A lot of the comedy is just interpersonal banter and like put-downs and stuff like that. It's hard to explain just 
how it's funny, it just is. Aye. And obviously the major part of it, Peter Capaldi is Malcolm Tucker and just his very creative use of swearing <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> Omnishambles being coined, just so many good rants. Yeah. Up there with my pick from last week with John C. McGinley's rants and scrubs. Like, <laughs> yeah. The sentinel like theme, a sentinel theme uh, with your picks here. You like, rants. <laughs> you like rants and you like people getting put down. Aye. <laughs> Demoralised. You love seeing people getting a good slag. Slag. <laughs> Aye. Um, I've only seen bits and pieces of the thick of it. I'm sure Truffles, what? you've been right through it and that as well. <gasps> oh, it's um, wonderful. But it's yeah. So good. Um, it is a great not, show. From I've what never I've seen. seen it either. It's normally uh, my recent yeah. show. If I've finished watching through something, I'll watch through the thick of it and then watch something else. <laughs> I've watched through it yeah. so many times. Um, like it, it does just kind of hit the nail on the head with all the kind of subtle commentary on the government and mm-hmm. like taking things that were happening and also kind of half predicting things that would happen in the kind of UK government uh, side of things is really kind of interesting it's so tragic that it's funny yeah I think yeah, it, <laughs> it's so tragic like, there's, there's so many calls for them to do another season just because of <laughs> just you can't how they deal with Brexit the, the, the Aye, other is season is the nightly news conference sorry <laughs> that's the new season of the fuck of it is it so not? See, a, is it not? Mal- Peter, sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. Carry on, man. No, I was just going to say, it's Mal- see, is it Malcolm Tucker? Did you yeah, say? Peter Capaldi, yeah, Capaldi. Is he? Who does he play? Does he play like? Is no, he supposed Peter to Capaldi be? Capaldi plays Malcolm Tucker, so he's supposed to be. Aha, uh-huh, but who's he supposed he's to be a, in the government? I think he's a party whip for somebody. Uh, he's yeah, yeah, he's, oh, he's right, based right. on Alistair Campbell. Alistair yeah, Campbell is that sort of way. Based on him, but yeah, he's honestly he's an incredible performance. He does it. It's one of one of my favourite shows. Just think of it. But I, that's my point. I was going to make. He's, he's based off Arthur Campbell. And so, do they reference that? Is it say as in? So you've said it's when we're coming out of the Labour, like kind of getting into so the coalition, that kind of thing. But do, do they reference like real politicians, or do they? Like, so do they mention the fact? No, like, do they mention Gordon Brown actually, or David Cameron, whatever? I, no, they never actually even mention the actual parties, but you just right, okay. know that it's them. So, right, okay, like, I get you. You'll hear them quite often reference Fatty, who <laughs> you kind of take to me to mean John Prescott, but it never actually. They talk. They give the guys different names, and they talk about like the transition almost between Tony Blair and. Gordon Brown, but uh-huh. like not using the names and like Aye. exaggerating bits of the story and stuff like that. Like when they're talking, when the Conservatives are coming in, they're talking about the Tony clique within the Conservative Party. So that's supposed to be like David Campbell and Aye. David, David Campbell, Campbell? <laughs> 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 George Osborne, and people like that. Um, <laughs> so the last season of it's like two years into that into that oh, government right, you okay. see the characters you've seen from the first one being the opposition are now in power the characters that were in power are obviously in opposition and trying to get back into power and lots of political scheming and such 
like you talk about like you talk about lines from still game being used in real life i went into jameel's today and i just walked in and i was like can somebody get me a fucking fanta it's so funny <laughs> yeah there's there's just loads like omni shambles is my favorite Omni-shambles. Fucking omni shambles. <laughs> fucking omni shambles. <laughs> or, or playing your first solid egg of golden fuck. <laughs> is, that another, is that another one? And, 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 and for everyone, just go onto YouTube and find them describing Star Wars. <laughs> Do you know that came up? It was a Star Wars quiz uptown, and I got every answer like right, and then I couldn't think of the, what he t- called them. The question was, "What did Mark Ducker describe C three PO and R two D two?" And I, I couldn't remember it for the life of me. I was so stupid. I can't remember, but he, he calls him a hairdresser or something like that. They're all pirates. They're all space pirates. <laughs> my, my, my I, I so good. I highly recommend that. The first my, my couple of are like quite short, and then the second, the third, and the fourth are a wee bit longer. But um, it's, de- it's definitely worth a watch, particularly if you're anyway politically. I kind of want to watch it. And there's a feature film uh, they did called In the Loop as well. So didn't know that. Because like, they that have the, uh, James Gandolfini at it. Yeah, the creator of uh, the thing of it's Armando Inuichi, uh, who went yeah. to do Veep, uh, obviously overseas, and he did the films uh, like The Death of Stalin uh, that came out uh, two yeah. years ago now. So he's Scottish, isn't he? Yeah, with well, a very Italian name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's, there's loads of chappies in that in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of Italian. <laughs> But, um, anyway, our next um, next up is Mary. You can go. Me, oh me. Um, my pick is Gavin and Stacey. So I mean, yes. it's essentially the British Romeo and Juliet and tip. <laughs> essentially, star-crossed lovers, like a, from, star-crossed it, lovers from Wales and England. <laughs> There's two different countries in it. <laughs> Aye, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much Who's it. Who's the Montague and Capulet? I was trying try to make it dead poetic, but it's not really. It's basically just border rivalry and Britain as usual. Um, but basically, so Gavin and Stacey, funnily enough, centres around a couple called Gavin and Stacey, who subsequently are the absolute worst characters in the show and do not usually. deserve to have the show <laughs> named after them, basically. But um, yeah, so basically, no you Gavin who's from Essex, Stacey, who's from Barry in Wales. I think they meet online. Um, no, they, she work, they work for the same company. Oh, yes. They work for the same company and they meet on the phone. They always speak to each other on the phone. Um, basically fall in love over the phone. Decide to meet up. He brings his best pal, Smithy, who's the um, basically fat, funny character number one. And she brings her pal Nessa, who's fat, funny character number two. Um, and I hilarity then ensues. They fall in love very, very quickly, get engaged after about five minutes, and the trouble <laughs> basically starts because where do they live? She's Welsh, he's English, blah blah blah, um, and all the drama basically that happens from that. So it basically is just completely centered around them going from being uh, a couple to getting married and where they're going to live and the family drama that kind of comes out of that um, the other characters around it so you've got um, Gavin's family his parents Mick and Pam who are the stars of the show 
don't care mm-hmm. what anybody says. Pam, <laughs> yeah, Pam is the best. So Pam's your kind of overbearing mother. Uh, just uh, calls Gavin her little prince, and that kind of tells you everything you need to know about how much she thinks about her son. Just basically, they can't do any wrong. He's the best. All that sort of stuff, and just her hystericalness over him marrying someday and potentially moving out, and then I, her husband Mick, who is. Equally as funny, but only really funny by bouncing off of her hilarity, her hystericalness, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Stacey's family. Um, so she lives with her mum, who I've now just completely forgot her name. Gwen. 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 Her mum, Gwen, and her uncle, Bryn, who lives across the road. And they are... I don't even really know how the hell you would describe Bryn. <laughs> eccentric excitable lovable naive just I it's a bit like how you described uh, Michael Scott actually yeah he kind (laughs) of is uh uh-huh in that way he's the Welsh Michael Scott the Welsh Michael Scott Scott, but just a bit more naive um I and basically like I say so basically the, the the story goes season one they're meeting and they're falling in love, etc. And they're going back and forward to Barry. They then get engaged very quickly. Season two then moves into them preparing for the wedding. And see, season two, sorry, is them getting ready for the wedding. Then season three, they are married. Stacey has agreed to come live in Essex while they save up for a house. Um, and she basically moans about how much she misses Wales and causes all sorts of drama. Um, and it's just basically I. Nothing, nothing really that exciting happens in it it's more just watching the family react to the chaos that these two have brought into their lives by getting together basically mm. um and it's just funny so it is just funny it's you just got favorite characters funny. in that aye pam 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 is, pam, Vanessa, yeah. pam is 100% my favorite character just the, I, I just want to be pam when i'm that age like <laughs> i just want I, yeah, <laughs> she's just so I don't know like the like just how she overthinks everything and gets herself into those stupid situations like where she has to pretend to be a vegetarian, vegetarian she, she panics my favourite one is the one when Stacey comes down with sunglasses and she's got a spot and she thinks Gavin's hit her and then how she has three steaks because she's on the Atkins diet and thinks that if she eats three steaks, it's better for her and she'll lose weight rather than having having chips. Because she's not having (laughs) chips. And the fact that our wee catchphrase of oh my Christ is just the funniest thing ever. Oh my Christ. Um, I mean, every character is hilarious. Like Smithy's got, you know, all the kind of obvious exuberant banter um, that's obvious. Yeah, typical Essex, obviously funny. Who's for a beverage? Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Hamala. <laughs> and that is funny, but it's it's more like the obvious kind of funny. Yeah. Um, whereas Pam is just being herself, and it just is funny in the way she reacts to things. Um, and to me, that makes her my favourite. To be fair, like, and then Ness is almost the polar opposite of Smithy but funny in a similar sort of way that it's intended that she causes humour, if that makes yeah, sense. Like, yeah. everything she says is with intent of it being funny and being a joke because it's so ridiculous. So she's like your kind of um, thingy for the in-betweeners where she makes all these references about her 
every, every, all the wild things that she's done in her past. What's his name in them between her? God. Jay. Jay, uh huh. Like, I, I, get, all I get the feeling as if it's supposed to be actually true. And I would uh, say exactly different. Yes, like that's kind of true. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But she is so reserved. She's bit so, like, couldn't it be more dry? Couldn't it be more deadpan in expression? <laughs> And is obviously funny, but in the opposite way for Smithy. Um, yeah, and then her, she is responsible probably for a lot of the catchphrases. So like, what's occurring, tidy, uh, how's it going, all right, like all that. She's kind of responsible for the the catchphrases of the show. If you like, what you mean like the Welsh language? <laughs> like the Welsh language. I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's all they I say. Know, but like, if people quote people quote Gavin and Stacey, what they kind of tend to just say like, "Oh, Gav, what's occurring?" Don't they like? So well, I. What I basically I, I love just Welsh. Pete and Pete Don. Don. Oh yeah, okay, I kind of forgot about them. So that Pete and Don are Mick and Pam's pals who always arrive at the family event in an argument with each other. Uh, so I'm kind. Of, they're kind of just funny because they're relatable. Like there's usually always one couple at your mum and dad's family party, so you can tell of just absolutely had a scrap in the taxi on the way there. <laughs> like. <laughs> So they're funny in, in that kind of relatable sense, but nah, just Pam. You can't. I, you just can't beat Pam. I want to be Pam. I hope I am Pam. You will be like, Pam. There's no I'll doubt be, about it. Yeah, like I really, <laughs> really hope I am Pam when I'm older. But I that's Gavin and Stacey. Good, good, good. That's a good pick. Uh, we'll move on uh, to Truffalo. Your last. Yes, I completely forgot about this one. Um, and had to change it before the show, but we would be absolutely a mess not to mention it, and that's the in-betweeners. Like we talk about like still game capturing like Scottish culture. Like the in-betweeners captured the zeitgeist of what it meant to go to high school at this time. Like this was like so that mirrored like the experience of it like so well. It's just it's a really simple premise. It's a group of four guys. And they're going through high school, uh, constantly winding each other up. Uh, you've got Will, who's the wee geeky one. Simon, who is in love with this girl, Carly, who's never going to love him back because like he doesn't actually like do anything about it. You've got Neil, who's the, the big stupid one. And then you've got Jay, who's al- already been mentioned, like just the, the bullshitter. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's fingering five birds at a caravan park at the same time. Like, <laughs> like using his, his hands. Yeah, <laughs> there's always there's always a J, but like it's it's the same as still game, like in a nutshell. Like the pattern, it's just so relatable. Like oh, Neil, your dad's gay. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just like it's so simple, but like it's so effective. And nah, like, you it, just it's, said it's it's like oh, well, at the, the time that it just parallels yeah. what it was like. The pattern was like in that pure stupid, like not even very. It's like the least offensive thing. Like your dad's gay, but and yeah. In the in the whole overarching story, it's hilarious because they're teenage boys and that's yeah. hilarious to them. And Jay is kind of like that person. Everyone everyone knew somebody who said that they broke their VL with somebody down at their grand's bit. <laughs> like, remember, that's like everyone said that, and like a hundred percent, that is what Jay would have said. And like, he's just so relatable. There's all yeah. there's one of all of them between us and everyone's group of pals pretty much Aye, and that's the thing like you've got those four great main characters but then the, the supporting characters are great as well you've got Mr Gilbert is one of my, my favourite uh, fictional teachers of all time I just think he's, he's the like, best he's so hilarious like, he's so he good at it I think because he was a teacher like he was <laughs> yeah. a teacher before he went into comedy and he just catches that that line it's obviously what he probably thought as a teacher yeah. as, as 
<laughs> he gets to say it. He actually gets to say yeah. it, and it's, it's it's absolutely hilarious. And the thing is, like we haven't mentioned this, like the comparison between like American comedies we we're talking about last time and, and British comedies, like the. Uh, still game aside most of these shows we're talking about today have like three four seasons at the most mm -hmm. you know what i mean and within those seasons it's usually like six episodes you know what i mean so there's a lot less so if the american ones like you can go through and be like oh that wasn't a great episode doesn't really stand out like uh, with the british shows they don't have time to do that they, they can't afford that so every single episode you're watching of in betweeners like it has a classic moment like the the one of the early season episodes where they go to the um the, the amusement park and the <laughs> Will throws a tizzy about people getting on the, the front of the, the line when they've already queued up and it turns out it's the Make-A-Wish kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite bit of that episode is saying that Neil, Neil's uh, sister's boyfriend works in the garage and he'll be able to fix the door in the car because the car's like, because it's been knocked yeah. off. Oh, aye. And, and it turns out he just walks in like the... Like the petrol station. It's just stuff like that. And it's another show. Um, it ended well, obviously. Like they left high school, and there's implication things going to change. But it went on to have like two the really yeah. quite good movies. Like both of them are They're good quality. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it, really good. The first one's like the first one as well, captured in the zeitgeist. The first one it is like your first lads holiday, like right. in a nutshell. Uh, you know what I mean? Auntie, don't they or something? Ah, it's it's not it's a it's a shag shagaloof. Shagaloof. And the dad's like, oh, back in my day, there's supposed to be in Zanti, but I'm sure they filmed it in Magaluf because the dad's yeah. talking about where they went. He's <laughs> like, Shagaloof should they call it Shagaloof? <laughs> <laughs> and hard. And hard. What's up, I've been just getting skills wet. That's what I mean, like, out of every show we're discussing today, that this was like a generational show that, like, uh, quite a lot of us were, were the right stage for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just yeah. the perfect time for Good it timing. to watch it. And, like, you, you look back at it and it's a, it's a funness. So, like, if you're, we criticise shows and we review shows all the time. Like, I couldn't do that with between us just because it's, like, I love this show because of, like, what it meant to me at the time. You know what I mean? So, yeah, perfect show in my opinion. Yeah, that's a really good pick. And one that, as you said, we nearly forgot about. <laughs> well, yeah. we nearly forgot about it anyway. But, Aye. Um, no, it does. It and it, I think... Um, I think in between us, probably out of the ones that we've spoke about, has done the well, they've done the best universally. Mm. Um, I know that the, the British in between us um, was very very well backed in America, and then they obviously went on to do their own, like tried to do their own one, which <sighs> was pants. I, I never actually even watched it, but I can no. only imagine what that'd have been like. Because um, the difference, you can't, the it does translate. Doesn't the difference translate. in cultures at that age is ridiculous. Like, uh, I mean, I. Uh, I don't want to make as bold a claim as to suggest that you know Americans are less mature or anything like that, but, but they are. The, at this age, <laughs> at the age that we're honing in on, you know, with um, going through high school and that, that what I can imagine in American high school and how this group of pals will be reacting compared to how we've actually seen it in uh, well in our own lives, but also in this show and how well it portrays it. Like I think. It just wouldn't be anywhere near as funny uh, in an American nah. sense. Like the, so. the humor, the humor wouldn't be anywhere near as funny. It would probably be like PG, and I just think in real life it wouldn't reflect it 
properly in America, in America, like them going through high school, just probably wouldn't be anywhere near as uh, as much of us. I don't know as much of a laugh as we had, to be honest. Well, well, friends, American friends. A fish to death on a boat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, but I think yeah, it went on to do it really well, like across the world, and uh, oh, it's just it's just brilliant. Isn't it? I'm just but, thinking about the fact that Will fucking shitting himself in that exam hall. <laughs> how funny that is. God, the fact he goes to the pub after with the bat, the trousers in the back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Right, oh. well, I'm gonna finish this off with my pick. Um, I'll be honest it's probably not my it's probably not the best sitcom ever right but I, I wanted to give a fresh you know, it sounds like my oh there's the not best sitcom long. buzzer oh that <laughs> 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 somebody comes into Jack's flat to tell him that that's not the best sitcom <laughs> 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 is there when John Cleese <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even saying it yet but my pick is Faulty <laughs> Towers. Um, I put John Cleese up on the pedestal previously on first-time films um, and picked him from a bit Rushmore. He never made it to that, so I'm having a bit of redemption here. And um, arguably one of the best sitcoms I've ever written and probably one of the most underrated as well because I don't Aye. feel like it's something that mm, a lot so of people, good. particularly our generation, have seen. But um, it is just a classic like Monty Python sketch sitcom um, written by John Cleese uh, I'm not even sure if there's any other Monty Python writers on it but um, just absolutely brilliant it's just him and his wife that wrote it I, I, I might maybe it'll be his wife doesn't play his wife in it in the show no, does she she plays Paul no. yeah, it's the younger girl right anyway yeah. uh, so basically the show is John Cleese is the hotel manager for the well it's Basil Fawlty and the name of the hotel is Fawlty Towers um, and it's basically like the most shambolic hotel you've ever seen run <laughs> uh, and he is the most shambolic manager it's not like Michael Scott where he's just like you know naive and a bit like doesn't know how to react, react to people and all that it's just that he is like a walking talking like I don't know chaos follows chaos him. aye basically he um, tries so hard and creates mess yeah, for himself exactly. he's so he's so passionate about what he does and it's just like you get these situations present himself <laughs> where like a normal person can react normal but he's just no normal at all and he put, he's just, just like that bit of British like that kind of end of British imperialism like I'm better yeah. than you yeah like, <laughs> yeah exactly he's a grandeur and total ah uh, Exactly, I, I think Black it's guy. it's just hilarious from start to finish each episode. Again, like what you were saying, it's it's quite um, quite a condensed show. Um, twelve truffles. episodes, uh, twelve episodes or something like that in total over two seasons. Yeah, uh, and it's just yeah, each one is just like packed full of laughs and like the most the, the maddest stuff that gets up to. For example, like the one where it's the like the hot girl staying at the hotel and he keeps. <laughs> Getting caught by his wife in these situations as if he's like look, like peering on her, like spying on her and that. He's trying um, to catch. He's trying to catch a girl on. But he's trying to catch. Aye. He's tapped the wall. Like, just testing the wall. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant! Absolutely brilliant. And again, like I don't know for anyone who's not watched any Monty Python stuff or um, 
or well, just yeah, any Monty Python or this Forty Towers, uh, like you seriously missing out. I think some of the most underrated <laughs> comedy writing um, that's ever been written. It's and the best uh, two episode run that I think has ever existed in a television show, and I would die on that hill because <laughs> it goes from the Germans to miscommunication uh, problems. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, they're two of my favourite episodes of anything ever yeah. like, see I'm, I my favourite episode of this show is easily it's uh, Wardorf Salad for the American Wardorf guy Salad. comes oh, oh, Wardorf Salad it's so communication funny communication problems is my favourite <laughs> oh I know it's <laughs> <laughs> but having worked retail you can just you just appreciate like the pure arsehole customer <laughs> no, it's, it's so absolutely funny. brilliant, and uh, I mean, again, like, I've run out of things to say about it, but it's just brilliant, and, and I would, um, you know, I can't tell people enough to to watch it if they've not seen it because I, I guarantee it. Golden well, era of silly humour. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And like it. the kind of last show that allows for just pure silly daft humour to be actually funny <laughs> like if that makes sense yeah there's so much like slap like John Cleese is just so good at slapstick like physical like, comedy like the, the like, physical aye. comedy with Andrew Sachs as Manuel yeah. like yeah brilliant brilliant like there's nothing there's nothing more iconic um, that John Cleese created than being an angry character and or, like a wound up character and most Monty Python sketches he was always that guy Um and he just plays it to an absolute tee and I think yeah as I said with him and his wife uh, among the writers there like created an absolute brilliant show and even though it was so small like it is one show that like you were saying Sweeney in the, the US episodes uh, in the US episode sorry um, like it, it stood the test of time it's actually despite being underrated despite being an old show from I don't even know when was it, when was it even um, um, 70, 70, 70, 70, um, 79 was the second season first season was 75 so four year yeah, gap like, amazing how, how well it's still doing uh, and how it's still managing to consolidate a spot on telly now uh, like it's on Comedy Gold stuff it's on um, like yesterday and all that like all those channels that, that like to mm. show the, the rewind stuff um, but it, it's it's always a front runner on that um, on that Comedy Gold channel Aye. And the Radio um, Times uh, called it the greatest British sitcom of all time. I see it on well, the there you go. Still well, there you go. To watch it. That, that's kind of what I'm trying to trying to say here. But um, <laughs> the fact, <laughs> I do think it. I would still go a long way to say it's it's underrated. I don't I don't know a lot of people who know it know of it apart for you guys. Mm. Um, In the modern and, context, it is. I yeah. I think I think um, yeah. I'm a strong advocate for it. And um, I, I any last that, that I was still in high school, like that yeah. was what talking nearly twenty years ago, and it's still unreal. I watched it easy, like twenty times all the way through, like and it just never gets old ever. Yeah, and again, it's not one that you need to. It's not one that you need to like get invested in really watch any episode aye, aye exactly it's just so, because it's such a short burst of episodes and each episode is completely different doesn't follow like a linear chain to anything it's not like Friends where you'd miss out on relationships or he was getting with her and now he's, now, now he's getting with her it's just, yeah, you, know, you, you could miss it like you would still get the gist of the episode but you would be missing absolutely. some stuff like that these are just absolute like 12 standalone 
episodes. Exactly, and each uh, each one is as calamitous as as the other, but completely different. Just an omni shambles. To <laughs> that was omni shambles. <laughs> I, I still use bits of that in like like the one in the Germans when the nurse is putting me bed, and he's like, ah, or I don't touch me. I don't know where you've been. Like stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't mention. Don't mention the war. Don't mention the war. Don't mention the war. <laughs> <laughs> don't mention the bloody war. <laughs> but, the major hitting the moose. <laughs> Not <laughs> us. Well, we've talked about some absolutely fucking cracking shows, um, and every single one of them deserves a place on in the Hall of Fame, the, U- the UK sitcom Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Um, and I think it'll be a long time before we get... Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just a sign of modern times, but I feel like it's a, it'll be a long time before we get shows like this in the UK where, like... Uh, we will look forty down forty years down the line and go, wow, what a show that was! I can't imagine yeah. anything in twenty twenty. Um, you know, I'll, like a new I'll show. say one. I I think Derry Girls is on its way to maybe getting that status. Okay, I yeah, yeah. The, Derry Girls, I think Derry the two Girls seasons of Derry Girls that have been on have been absolutely fantastic. So if they manage to keep that run up, then could be up there one day. Yeah, yeah that's a good good shout actually. Yeah, a really good shout. Very good. But I, I think uh, uh, there's probably a gap in the market now for the next big TV show. And I think if, well, Derry Girls is happy to take on the mantle, but um, I'd like to see it challenged by something. If we could get something completely different, um, that would be class. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'd be looking forward to that. Uh, anyway, I'm going to struggle to end the show now. And <laughs> <laughs> just glad you well, you're not very good at ending shows. I've never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> See, he says he's not good at ending shows, but by saying that, that's an effective end to the show. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's, it's going quite well. <laughs> well, that was kind of. So. Yeah, you've given it away now. Trust me, that was kind of. <laughs> but um, it's a pleasure, as always, to have you all on. Um, and it's good to be back. FTTV is back. Uh, and, and we're here to stay um, so be sure to tune in and keep uh, up to date with what we're, we're bringing out which content we're bringing out uh, from me it's goodbye and from everyone else it's bye bye so long adios, adios. Yeah.